Spiritual Intelligence is a show spiritually grounded in reality. Learn from your host and the great teachings of the universe. Remember, there is power behind love, self-acceptance, and being open to a whole new world, a psychic and spiritual awakening. Learn about intuition, psychic ability, and healing. We are all intuitive. We all have our own superpowers to use our intuition. We can all consciously create our lives and make them how we want them to be. Be on the receiving end of abundance. The show will bring you real stories about real people that have been life-changing and take you on a personal journey of deep self-exploration. The answers are right inside of you. And now, it's time for Spiritual Intelligence Radio Show with your host, Emo Sumac Watkins. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back. Thank you for showing back up and uh, listening to us today. Again, coming from Los Angeles on a cool morning. And all of you out there who are listening, we have a a really cool guest on today. Uh, Her name is Rebecca Stewart. And Rebecca has served the commercial construction energy for almost two decades. Um, is highly valued by her clients, being a project manager expert that crafts uh, strategic brand messaging. Rebecca has helped companies increase their visibility uh, with potential and existing clients in both public and private sectors to win multi-million dollar projects. As a result of Rebecca's work, Hundreds of hundreds of millions in revenue have been generated uh, for numerous corporations. Rebecca is a forward thinker and compassionate leader, and derives great joy from helping both individuals and companies succeed. Her integrity allows Rebecca to form and maintain productive partnerships across the United States and around the globe. So, thank you for coming uh, on our show today, Rebecca. How are you this morning? I'm great, Ema. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here today. Oh, great. Um, I wanted to start off with commercial construction industry. You know, when I hear that, I always feel that it's a a male-dominated industry. And I know that there's much more uh, women that are involved in this business. But I'd like for you to share with us what was it like uh, you know, going into this business to about, you know, 20 years ago and what was your, your journey with it? Okay. Yes. Um, I basically joined the, the industry back in 2002 and went to work for one of Fort Lauderdale's largest uh, commercial real estate developers for their construction division. And so I was given the opportunity to excel at a position, and it ended up being a, a job that was much longer than any other job that I had had, um, where they taught me numerous things that have helped me in my, and continue to help me in my business today. Um, 
I worked for that company for six years and got a foothold and was able to learn how to appeal to public sector markets uh, or the public sector market as well as the private sector and helping this company win um, more, more projects for their portfolio and increase their revenue. And mm-hmm. so uh, my, my first year of doing it, I basically helped them with $150 million in revenue. Now, some of it was the business development managers, and they, they basically were doing their thing on the, on the political end to forward their business development efforts. And so I supplemented and supported their efforts to help the company look good. And so I just carried that on into my business now and just helping as a consultant to help multiple companies do the same thing. So it's really blossomed into something that I never imagined. My goodness. Okay. Now, how long, and how long, and you stayed with this company for six years and what, and, and so what happened after that? Because I know that now you're independent, you know, you're on your own, you have your business. How did that, how did you transition into that? For me, um, I've always, you know, been spiritual and had grown up in a religion and basically, and I know that, you know, you separate and it could be one and the same. It could also be separate by some individuals. Not everybody thinks the same way. Um, but at that time, I, I thought that I had a lot of faith, but I didn't know how much more it could increase from that. And so um, when I basically faced a layoff, and I was an A player at the company, so I was kind of devastated by the fact that the market was crashing and they chose me, you know, so, of course, there was a little pity party to begin with. Of course, I think everybody goes through that when they're not sure of why things are happening the way that they're happening. And so I, I basically, you know, felt sorry for myself for a couple of days or so. And, and then I finally surrendered. And I just said to source, you know, creator, higher power, God, whatever you want to call it, hey, what do you want me to do? And so at that point, I got a thought in my mind, and it just was very simple, and it said, make a business card. So I was like, okay, well, I'm, this sounds a little too good to be true, but I'm just going to run with it and see what happens. And so as I started making the business card, I started realizing how many qualities I had to offer, how many tasks I could achieve for people. And, and I just was like, wow, I really do a lot. So I went and, and asked a couple of girlfriends that, that ran the organizations for the industry for socializing amongst all the decision makers. And I said, hey, do you think you guys could like let me in as a non-member um, because now that I'm, I'm going to start freelancing and see if if I can make it on my own, because there was nothing in the job market for the specialized knowledge that I had accumulated over that time. And I really wanted to go forward with it. And I knew that I could carry those skills along into other things, whether it was another job or trying to do it on my own. So I made the business card. I went to the meetings. I said to myself, I'm not going to give anyone a sob story because nobody wants to hear that anyway, really. <laughs> so yeah, true. I just said, Yeah, so I just said to everybody, hey, look, I'm on my own, you know, who I used to be with, and this is what I'm doing now, and I'm just going to freelance for a little while and see if I can make it. Well, four months into into the freelancing, I basically decided to start the company as 
uh, a form of a tax shelter, if nothing else, to go forward and start a business. And and it wasn't until I got my first phone call um, with the the time where it had, it had expired, like I got laid off in October, um, and by the time the health insurance ran out and the severance pay ran out, that's when I first started taking a leap of going, okay, let me try and do this. So in January, and I had been marketing myself over those three months, in January I got my first phone call. It made me triple what I had made in my salaried position. And so I was like, wow, could this be, you know, like maybe God or has a better purpose for me and, and maybe I need to have more influence with, you know, helping people. And so I just went in and I said, this is a sweet taste of freedom. And I had all, already been struggling with corporate America and I had been in it for 20 something years anyway And I didn't really appreciate, you know, like how people treated each other in that environment Um, because we all know what goes on, like the the backstabbing and jealousy and jockeying for positions. So I was just like, you know what, maybe I can make it. So just I kept going. And like I said, in, in the four months, I started the company. And now I tell people all the time, you know, it's by grace and mercy that I'm here nine years later. I do the right thing. I treat people the right way, and it, it just blossoms into people coming back and wanting more. You know, like you don't try and make the most on one job, and you just make whatever you feel like you need to make, and then it, it people realize that you're not trying to gouge them and that you're giving them the best quality and the best of yourself. And they they see that, they admire it, and they, they want more of it. So here I am, and I'm, I'm very grateful for what I've been given and I feel like things are about to take off on an even bigger scale now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if, so, if it wasn't for that faith and that increase in faith, this none of this would have ever transpired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. You really, you went for it. You took, you took that opportunity and you saw it and you lived you you took you walked right into it you know and you decided Mm -hmm. you were very had a lot of courage absolutely so tell so share with Mm -hmm. us what is it that you do right now as a business what is it that you're doing so mainly what I help general contractors with is presenting their qualifications to public sector agencies and private sector companies to help them win projects um, so what that entails is on the, on the public sector side, every government agency um, from federal down to municipal levels, they issue what's called solicitations. And those solicitations are like a legal document that basically shows how, to, how these agencies want you to present the contractor's people, projects, their project management systems that address cost control, quality, Uh, and scheduling, and a few other things, and basically all the legalities of the forms that these agencies require. You you have to get everything right, or they'll throw you out of the game, or they won't let you advance to the next level. So it's a very intricate type of um, promotion of business development for these companies. And then there's also the private sector companies where you have decision makers and you don't have a specific like selection committee that you do with the public sector agencies. So 
I basically do that in a nutshell, but I also do things like websites and brochures and other print and digital collateral for companies to help them increase their visibility and to get selected by whomever their their project pursuits are going towards. Okay. So let, let's talk about that a little bit more. That would be branding. So what is it that so someone would come to you, be it a, a startup or someone who's working out of their home or just a company that needs to make changes and, you know, wanting to take a next step up? What would you do then? What is it that you do? Well, basically, we help to um, – a lot of contractors are basically behind in marketing because they're busy building buildings, and that's the main mm-hmm. uh, stay of their, their business. So what we do is help them look better. They, they don't – you know, some of these companies, they haven't updated their stuff in 20 years or so or even 10, 5 years, you know, and, it, and the market's changing so fast, and it's super competitive. So if you're not staying with the trends of – like moving from one type of desktop publishing software to another that's more advanced so that the materials can look better. Um, some of the companies are just, you know, if they're not doing those advances in the software, they're not um, advancing themselves. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's basically a, a volatile market, and we have to stay ahead of the competitors. So not only do I help companies make, make their collateral look better, whether it's, um, you know, touch points on the print side or touch points on the digital side, a website or social media, you know, different things of how their website looks, how it interacts with the web and Google and, you know, all of those things, SEO type things. Um, it's either those type things all together basically present the company image. And uh-huh. so, Without those tools in place, um, companies find it harder to make it, you know, and, and be successful. Mm-hmm. Does that okay. answer the question? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Now, is it so you are mostly target com, uh, construction and real estate? Am okay, I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so that is. So, do you go outside of that? Do you, does anyone else can come to you, or is it just specific that market? I have had clients in other um, other industries as well, and I am able to help some of those industries, but some of them are very niche, um, and so it, it requires a special forte of, of that type of industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, for the most part, yes, I'm, I'm able to see where there are deficiencies and where things can be improved. Um, and also to, I also help companies with their, their leadership because some, some companies just have um, people that are more set in the, the ego and they, they express themselves from that level. And so mm-hmm. I help them elevate their practices and how, they, how the individuals interact with one another and show them positive, productive ways of interacting instead of everybody pointing the finger and, you know, like, I'm right and you're wrong and, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, is now do you have a team or is it just you? I have been doing this on my own uh, a lot for for nine years, but I am ready to expand. I've actually um, just built myself a campaign for um, SEC regulated crowdfunding equity, 
And so I'm about to launch that with an online service. Um, I've been told that there are approximately 20 of these companies so far. And Mm -hmm. so it's basically something that um, I'd like to get into to expand to use contractors on an independent level, uh, whether it's designers, writers, um, or what have you, so that I can start playing more of a chief type of role and be able to interact and help these individuals and spread the wealth that way Um, Mm -hmm. because I don't feel like I can do it with my own hands anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've also started evolving more in a way of I've been on a computer for 20-plus years, and I love it um, because there's a, a very cerebral aspect of what I do on paper and in the computer. However, as we start aging, you know, sitting in front of the computer all the time and typing and all that stuff, I don't, I don't feel it's the best use of my time. And I feel like I'm more being led to start talking more and, and strategizing, negotiating, doing more business development. And so my vision is to be able to do that and bring in subcontractors to work for me um, to do more of the paperwork and the computer work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been doing it long enough that I have the expertise to be able to guide these people to help me and also help the clients to achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. Very nicely done. Very nicely. So you're at that point Thank where you. you're you're about to take another step up into your business, which I, you know, congratulations. It takes Thank a you. lot of courage. Yeah. Yeah, and you're yeah. got a lot of courage to take that, you know. So it's it's you're you're moving and you're growing and and thank you for sharing your goals. Now, tell me how does spirituality mm-hmm. uh, come into your business? How do you use that? How do you you know how do you integrate it? Or what is it that you do to incorporate that? Well, um, I, I think I've been spiritual since I was a small child. Um, even when my mother made me go to church three times a week, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I used to see uh, halos—not halos, but uh, auras, like golden auras around the preacher's head. So I knew back then something was—you know—I had some type of spiritual gift, basically, that um, was being developed at the time. And later on, um, as a teenager, I found out that I was clairvoyant. Um, I actually had predicted that our house was going to get broken into while we were away on vacation. And the only way that I did that was I was asking my mother if we could put the VCR underneath the couch. And she was like, what are you talking about? That's crazy. What do you, why are you saying that it needs to do that? And I said, well, I just feel like our house is going to get broken into. And she's like, don't be silly. Don't think that way and all this stuff. So sure enough, we got back and that's what had happened. So Um, since then, and even getting back to what I told you a little while ago about taking that leap of faith and listening to the thought patterns uh, coming through from above, Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. that um, I carry the the spirituality practices with me um, everywhere I go, and I do my best to be patient with people. I listen to their needs. Um, I see where, you know, there are limitations, and I I do my best to help guide these people past their limitations without offending anything that they may mm-hmm. have, like, you know what I mean? Yes, uh, I do. Any resistance that they may have to change, because I think we all resist change to a certain extent and probably on different levels for each person out of mm-hmm. fear and protection. 
I was just listening to something the other day that judgment is based on fear and protection. So a lot of that is when someone tries to come and help, you know, the first thing we do just as a trigger reaction is to judge, oh, well, I'm right and they're wrong and, you know, that type of thing. But once, once you get your mind to a certain point of being open to mm-hmm. having feedback from someone else, um, it, it changes the game and it changes your entire world if you understand that the person has your best interest at hand and that they're doing it out of love and observation to help you take the steps to mm-hmm. make changes in your life so, or, so, so or you, what have you. So you create trust between you and your client, which is, Absolutely. you know, yeah, which is a way and, to go ahead. Yeah, it's it's all based on integrity. It starts with integrity and mm-hmm. doing what you say you're going to do and also being honest, you know, when, when no one's looking and you have opportunities to do things that could benefit you but are not good on a karmic level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it all starts with integrity, and that's how respect is gained, and that's also how trust is formed. And that's three of my core values out of my ten of mm-hmm. reasons why companies should hire me. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. That's I'm sure that there's many out there who will who want to you know make contact with you. Now, say someone is, if someone is starting off, what would you advise them to do in the very beginning? Having their own As business. Far, starting a, yeah, yeah, starting your business. It's, uh, it's basically um, that they need to start thinking about how they want to name their company, um, and that it needs to be catchy and, and memorable. Um, there's processes of getting the, the business started and registering with the IRS and also with the state and your local uh, agencies. Um, and a lot of people think that that's really a difficult step and that, that allows them to hold them back from doing it. But it really is easy like this in the sense of, you know, when they when you just type in Google, you know, like how to start a business, it will basically tell you, look, you need to start with the IRS first, then you go to the state and, and get registered with them. Um, and it, even if you don't feel confident enough doing it on your own, there's companies, third-party vendors that will take that on for you for a small fee. Um, it doesn't cost thousands to do that. So you don't have to hire attorneys for most businesses anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really easy to get, get started, and it's easier than people think it is. Um, mm-hmm. Some businesses require a, a little bit more overhead if they have to have a retail location or an office location right away. Um, home-based businesses do better without um, having to incur those types of uh, fees or charges, um, so it's a little bit easier. But I think that it's it's the naming is a big deal because that's how you're going to be remembered. So it's not supposed to be a joke. You know, it's not supposed to be something that's, you know, misspelled, you know, like some people would take the name cast and change it from C-A-S-T to K-A-S-T or something like that. I mean, that's probably not the greatest example, but um, I think it's just those few steps that, that really help people get going. And the other thing that I would recommend is just because there's a lot of, um, cyber crime that's going on these days, um, I would recommend not putting your home address onto any business records because it's all public. So if you don't 
you know, let's say you have a lot of exposure to the world and maybe, you know, you start encountering different things that are not so um, good for you, for your highest good, basically. Um, you want to protect yourself in that way. Very good. These are some really good thoughts. And thank you thank for you. sharing that because uh, I'm sure that there's people out there who never even think about that. Um, they just think about where is where is all the, you know, okay, I need to be this and uh, get myself a business plan, and which is also part of it. But these are the first basic steps. And so that's, thank you for that. That's very, thank you for sharing. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to wrap it up in a few minutes. And I like to give a per, uh, everyone, uh, every one of my guests a word and, you know, for them to, for us to share with us about themselves. And the word that I see for you is um, integrity you know, what you've already spoken about, but what is integrity for you and how do you do it in your everyday life? That's a great question. Thank you. Um, I've actually been thinking for quite some time about how I want to um, produce my my integrity video for LinkedIn because I did my first one based on uh, overcoming adversity a a couple of months ago. And I got Mm -hmm. a great response for it. So I decided now I'm going to do a 10-part series based on my core values. And Mm -hmm. so integrity with me started at about four years old. (laughs) And I won't go through a life story, but it was basically a story that happened when my mother had taken me to a cloth store because she's a seamstress. So she took me to the cloth store. We were visiting my grandparents. And as a child, I saw this big bin of buttons. Well, since my mom's a seamstress, I saw buttons at home all all the time. And so I was like, wow, look at all these buttons. You know, I was really excited, all the colors and different textures and sizes and whatever. And so I looked at the sign, or I looked for a sign and didn't see one. And so I, I looked and I tried to get my mother's attention, and she was busy with the lady that was, you know, the cashier. And so I was like, well, I don't see a sign for a price. I looked all around. I was very, you know, trying to be conscientious or whatever to make sure everything was okay. And I didn't see it, so I figured they were free. So I stuffed my pockets full of these buttons and took them back to my grandparents' house. So when I started pulling them out to play with them, my mom's like, oh, my gosh, where did you get all these buttons? (laughs) So I said, they were in the store. They were free. (laughs) So she was like, no, 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 they were not free, and you're going to have to go back with me and tell them, you know, that you, you're sorry that you didn't mean to steal them. And I'm like, but I didn't steal them. So it started back then. But my parents have both been uh, business owners, so they basically taught me integrity from a very young age, and probably with that day. <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's been fascinating for me to um, – to carry that throughout my life. I've had many, many opportunities to steal things and to, um, to basically uh, listen in on things or what have you. But I just, I always said to myself, like, it's, there's something not right about this and you could almost feel the vibration of it not being right. Um, so I always steered clear of that because I knew that, just that cheap thrill of taking something or listening into something I shouldn't be, that in and of itself produces bad karma. And so I always wanted to stay like on a clean upper, upper level, like above level type of 
um, atmosphere, if you will, um, because it just feels better that way. And I, I influence mm-hmm. people with that on a daily basis because it's, I see so many people just taking that cheap thrill and in cheap satisfaction of, of that quick moment of taking something. And it's just, um, I, I think that it's, people are better than that and they, they need to give themselves, you know, more responsibility and more credit to that they, they can do better and they don't have to take that cheap thrill in order to feel satisfied in life. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Thank you so much okay. for being on the show. I'm going to wrap it up, but You're I also welcome. want it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you again, Rebecca. Um, what you, I'm going to do. Um, what I'm going to do is uh, just let every, just going to remind everyone that we are on iHeartRadio, Block Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, Spreaker, and Amazon, and Echo on Echo and Alexa on the Lions Radio Network. And thank you so much, everyone, for coming back to visit us and our global friends out there who are listening. A shout out to you. I appreciate you always coming back. And until next time, I want to say to you, be kind and be kind to yourself and show some love. Thank you again. 